everybody! Welcome to another mini-sode of The Investigation Game. I'm Alicia, here with Leah, and on this week's episode, we are talking about her interview with Jonathan Palmer and Jill Palmer from Palmer Forensics. Took me a second. I got it all out. (laughs) So we're just going to get right into it because I have quite a few questions. A lot of them are definition heavy. So if you're ready to start the timer, I'm ready. All right, go. Okay, first question. What are bids? Yeah, so a bid is just when you ask someone to give you a quote or an estimate for a project. In the episode with Joe and Jonathan, we were primarily talking about like in large companies, they will actually have a bidding process and often it's in a department called procurement. Let's say that they need windows and a door installed for a conference room wall or something. They're going to ask vendors to bid on those projects, to provide estimates on those projects with the details of what they're going to include. And they'll have a whole process that kind of helps them grade that bid so that they can make sure that they're getting the best quality for the best price and to also hopefully avoid some conflicts of interest. Or a lot of times if you hear somebody talking about kickbacks, it's usually in that area of procurement and like construction projects or building projects. You'll hear that a lot. Oh, okay. Or vendor relationships of any kind. It doesn't have to be in construction or building, but yeah. I see. So it's basically just various vendors, contractors putting up a certain amount to do a certain job. Yep. And they're going to give you an estimate and you decide, are you willing to pay that estimate? Um, Mm. And then it provides a comparison so that the business can make the most educated decision on how much they should spend on the project. Okay. All right. Well, the next one I have is what are disbursement lists? So a list of disbursements is just all the payments that you've made to vendors or payroll can be a disbursement, but it's just a whole list of where you've spent money. Oh. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, (laughs) moving on. Next question. (laughs) Um, what are shell companies and how do, how do you identify a shell company? Yeah, so a shell company is when somebody sets up an organization, usually through, and, and the way you do that is through a secretary of state. So you'd set up an LLC or a corporation. There's you know different types of entities that you can set up. And in the state of Oklahoma, that's only $100. And then the annual renewal fee is only $25 a year. So it's very inexpensive to set up companies. And so what people will do, and you've actually experienced this on the case of the man cave playing the game, is that he set up fake vendors and he would create different names, right? Mm -hmm. And his initials LLC and then maybe his first initial last name LLC or whatever. Each of those are only $100 a piece. So these are considered shell companies. They weren't actually set up to do any type of business, but they existed because if you have that LLC, you can then go set up a bank account and then you can even go get a federal ID number for this LLC, but you don't necessarily have to produce goods or services if it's a shell company. So in the case related to what I talked to Joe and Jonathan about is that people have set up these different entities. They make it look legitimate and send invoices and all of that, but it's all fabricated. Nothing was actually provided or maybe a service was provided, but it's grossly overstated. They're way over billing. Then it's a way to get money out of a company and steal that money. I see. And then I think I remember Joe saying he identifies shell companies by exact amounts, correct? Yeah, that's one of, that is a test. And we actually use that too Mm -hmm. in uh, all of our cases, whether it's fraud or looking for hidden assets, is we actually have a test that identifies which of these disbursements or the people who were paid out of an organization or out of even, you know, 
a personal bank account. Who were all the people that were paid that were LLCs, corporations, things like that, that were businesses. Then it's highlighted even more. We've got another flag that says, hey, not only is this an organization you know, or a company, but it also is an even dollar payment. Mm. And so there are legitimate organizations who should be paid in even dollar payments, but that's also the most common way that people steal money through a shell company. So that's one of the ways that that we look for it. And Joe talks, talked about that as well. Okay. So that kind of goes into my next question is how common are fake vendors? Yeah. So you asked me this question and I, we've had so many cases that did involve fake vendors over the years. I mean, I've worked a lot. It doesn't cost a lot. (laughs) This sounds so bad. It's like talking about starting up a new business, you know, Oh, well, it doesn't cost very much to start a new business. It also doesn't cost a lot to set up a shell company. And so Mm -hmm. if you can find a way to get that into, you know, maybe your employers or a business's vendor file, and then just start finding a way to create those payments to yourself. I mean, it's a pretty simple way to get money out of the company. That's mm-hmm. such a weird thing to say, but you know, I, 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 I mean it negatively. Mean. Yeah. Okay. So we're anyway. not advising you to do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like don't try this at home. But I did go ahead and I pulled the 2018 ACFE's report to the nation mm-hmm. association of certified fraud examiners of the fraud schemes. And so, and the details of those fraud schemes reported the area that would encompass vendor issues, overbilling, fake billing, those types of things. It's actually an asset misappropriation scheme that has the greatest risk because so much money can be stolen and it's also very common. And so Mm. it proposes like a very big risk to organizations. Then in another part of the report, it actually showed that this same category of schemes involving fake vendors and billing and all of that, it like the median lifespan of these types of schemes were two years. Imagine how much money you could steal in two years Mm. and it just goes undetected for so long, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's why those dollar amounts are increasing. Okay. So another part of the fake vendors question is if it was my first time looking through this kind of stuff, how would I even know if it was a weird vendor or if it didn't look right? One of the easiest things to do is just look at your disbursements list, summarize by payee, and then anything that has an LLC or ink at the end of it. Mm-hmm. If you're unfamiliar with it, or even if you are, just go to the Secretary of State and it's free to search who the registered agent is. You can usually pay a fee to see who else is associated with that LLC. You can also look at the address. This is part of the investigation game. I'm <laughs> plugging that everywhere. But also you can look at the address of maybe the registered agent name doesn't tell you something, but maybe the address. Compare that address to the other vendors on the list. Compare the address there with employees' addresses. You know, just to see, do we have an employee who maybe was able to get a vendor on the vendor list? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, if I'm going to plug one other thing, <laughs> if you like, there are specific tests that Workman has put together to test for these things as we work fraud cases. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, share that list in our Be a Data Sleuth seminar. So you should probably just come to one of our seminars in 2020. Oh, wow. I guess I should go as a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So two minutes left. Last question. I know in your interview, Palmer's kind of, I'm just going to call them the Palmer's, Okay. kind of talked about ven- very vendor focused with its certification. Vendor- they call it vendor credentialing. Vendor yeah. credentialing. So where does Workman and Palmer kind of overlap with this investigation world? Yeah, so vendors usually pop up for Workman mm-hmm. um, or vendor schemes pop up for Workman when a business owner or an organiza- any type of organization contacts us and says, or even a divorce case and says, hey, cash looks weird money's missing. And so Mm -hmm. then we go help them find money. And then often we will find schemes that involve vendors. 
the Palmer Forensics, their specialty is that they look at your vendors, perform the research for your current vendors, but then they're also proactive going forward to look at different data alerts or mm-hmm. like red flags in the data to identify has a new vendor been added that we need to like verify and make sure that they're a real vendor. And so a lot of their stuff is reactive to an extent because, you know, you got to start somewhere, but then it's proactive going forward. Workman, it's just a subset of what we investigate to find money on like a case by case basis. Mm, I see. So Workman's all what happened and Palmer's what's happening now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. In the area of vendor stuff, Workman yes. does other things to take that vendor information, package it as part of the loss, help them Mm. recover that loss, go to law enforcement, present cases to law enforcement, present the case to insurance. Mm -hmm. We we walk through that whole process. Okay, I see. I, that's all my questions. Oh man, and the timer hasn't even I know. Gone this, I think it's like the what first time we do? beat what it. Do to, what um, do you want to talk about for 16 seconds? Um, uh, We're almost at all 50 states. We still have 10 more, and I wanted oh. to write a list of how many states we're missing, and I forgot to do that. I'm going to have to do the next episode. Good thing Good thing we have more mini-sodes after this. I know. <laughs> so we have a Christmas episode coming up. Yeah, we have a Christmas we're episode. Gonna, there it is. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> we can always find something to talk about. <laughs> Don't ask us how long we talked before we recorded this. Okay. The Investigation Game is brought to you by Workman Forensics. For more information on the business and its services, visit workmanforensics.com. Find us on social media on any social media platform at Workman Forensics. For more information on the Be a Data Sleuth seminar, visit beadatasleuth.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or topic ideas, please email us at podcast at Thanks for listening.